Hi, welcome to the Authority Marketing Podcast. I'm Ian Brody. With me today is John Seddon. John is the Managing Director of Vanguard Consulting, the author of books such as Freedom from Command and Control, Delivering Public Services That Work, and John is a leading global authority in the area of systems thinking for service organizations. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Now, John, you've become established globally as really the go-to expert on systems thinking for service organizations. Was this an area you, you decided to focus on by, by searching and looking for a gap in the market or something you kind of fell into as a result of doing a lot of work in the area or, or even something you were inspired to look at and developed a passion for? Well, it's really the last. Um, you know, during the late 1970s, early 1980s, uh, I was preoccupied with how do organizations really work? Mm. I mean, I know that sounds a rather naive question, uh, but it's quite incredible. You know, I was learning at the time that if you ask managers how do things really work, they tend to tell you what they do as opposed to have a theory and real knowledge about you know, what works. Mm. So, so I, 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 that was my preoccupation. I was also sort of very dissatisfied with what I, a lot of what I saw in organizations and management. I saw how... You know, I'm a psychologist, and I was seeing how people's behaviour is very often a product of the system. You know, we design working functions, mm. uh, we give people their own functional targets, they don't cooperate, we send them off to the Lake Districts, but that doesn't work because we're yeah. back in a system where, you know, the stops and cooperation. Mm. And it was in the, it was in the, um, it was, it was at that time I came across the work of Deming, and it was Deming who, who pointed out the obvious to me, that we invented management, mankind, so we could change it. Hmm. Uh, and a lot, of what, a lot of what we create as management is pants, really. Um, and he, he implored uh, us to understand and manage organizations as systems. And uh, while he gave a lot of examples of how you do that in manufacturing, uh, there weren't really any good examples of how to do it in service. And so I decided, well, that's what we're going to do. Hmm. We're going to work out how to run a service organization as a system. Right. So, so that's how it all started. So when you set up Vanguard, which was, I think, the, the early 80s, were you, yeah. and you were going into the field and you had a, an interest and excitement, really, about systems thinking, yeah. w- did you have a concern about whether there'd be enough demand in the marketplace for, for that sort of, sort of business, given that you were one of the real pioneers in the field? Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, I, I think, I mean, it's certainly true to say, in the very early days, you know, we sort of bumped along. Um, yeah, people weren't ringing up saying we want some systems thinking. Yeah, uh, you know, people were ringing up saying, well, we want some teamwork, or, or you know, they wanted all kinds of junk that most conventional managers want. Sticking plasters um, and things, yeah. And when we would, yeah, so we would sort of uh, we would just respond to some of those needs and do what we thought was right as opposed to what they wanted. Um, and we, you know, we were. I, I, I lived through a very lucky period, really, where. I would say in most of the 1980s, I was just sort of one page ahead of the client. Right. I was really learning as I was doing. Um, and as we learned, we started to become very successful. You know, when you, when you actually change an organization from a conventional command and control type design to a systems design, uh, the results are quite profound. Mm. And so, of course, that leads to getting more work. Um, you, at first, of course, just getting more work from the people who we've worked for hmm. because they know it works. Um, and then their mates because they say, well, who did you use and so on. So it was, uh, you know, we weren't really, we didn't see it as a market. We just saw it as a worthy thing to do. Hmm. 
So, and you were you were getting work certainly in those early days as as a result of essentially the results you delivered, and then word of mouth yeah. spreading as as part of that. Um, yeah. But at, at some point in time, though, that you then moved into I guess becoming more public in that you were you were writing books, um, you speaking. Uh, and, and right. talking to people about the concepts again was that was that a deliberate strategy that you wanted the your name and the company's name to get known more widely or was it again something you just felt almost compelled to do um well it's very hard to know i mean i suppose i i would say i first started being public um not on uh, systems issues per se but, but criticizing uh uh, were actually criticising BS5750 as mm. was, uh, which became my same. thousand, yeah. And you know the reason for that is that we've been doing quite good work in service organisations, improving them. And you know somebody came along to me and said, "Well, have a look at this. This is BS5750. It's supposed to improve performance. You know the kind of thing that you're doing." And I read it, and I, I thought to myself, "Well, I don't know who put this together, and, but clearly their heads are wrong, completely wrong." Um, and I thought maybe the best thing to do at that stage was to do a sort of an opinion survey. So I, I did an opinion survey of about 700 organisations that were registered to ISO 9000 on how they felt about it, and the results were quite alarming and disappointing for ISO 9000. Quite sad, really, mm-hmm. um, you know, because basically what was happening is that it, it was only being uh, it, it was being promulgated to. Uh, through marketplace coercion, you know, you comply or we won't buy. Yeah, and so um, implemented and in name only, I guess, in many cases. Right. And big, big problems of value for money and so on and so forth. So I, I, I did this research and I took it to the British Standards Organisation, you know, as a concerned citizen, saying, well, you know, I think there's a lot of problems here. Um, so why don't we uh, you know, address them? Um, I met a marketing man called Ram Milvagelman, and he said to me, well, you clearly don't know how to do research. He poo-pooed me. Now, I was a bit pissed off because I've got two research degrees. Um, <laughs> and so I thought, well, I'm not leaving it at that. So I just put it out to the press. Hmm. And the most amazing thing happened. You know, the story ran. And then for the next five years or so, whenever a journalist wanted someone to say, what's wrong with ISO 9000, I got the job. And yet I'm not really an expert in ISO 9000. I'm an expert in understanding organizations and systems. And that's where all my criticisms came from. Hmm. So that's what sort of put me in the in the public domain as it were and did uh, you know has that and obviously you, you ended up in the public domain not as a marketing strategy you obviously didn't do it deliberately to try and get any business no. but but it in terms of the, the criticism and you've you've you know continued to be relatively outspoken in terms of criticism of standards like ISO 9000 and uh, and a lot of the public sector reorganizations and, and the way um, the public sector is run here in the UK um, do you think that's had a positive or a negative effect in, on your marketing in terms of the amount of business you get? Obviously, presumably people know of you more, but does it result in more business? Well, I mean, I tell you what, I mean, I don't, I don't get any calls from ISO nine thousand. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, uh, if if you want to make money in this world, uh, you know, follow the market. You know, do ISO nine thousand, do sales training, do teamwork courses. Uh, you know, in the public sector, do how to get ready when the nasty audit commission come along. You know, right. people will pay £40,000 a pop for that kind of thing. And no, for me, it was, um, uh, you know, I mean, the, the ISO 9000 thing was a moral issue. It clearly mm. wasted money. This isn't improving performance. Um, and it's been much the same in the public sector. You know, I wrote a whole book 
about what's gone wrong in the public sector, about how the Audit Commission, for example, has been an instrument of Whitehall bullying people to do wrong-headed things. And for me, uh, this wasn't about publicity, uh, although you need publicity to get this message out there. This is about the amount of money we're wasting. You yeah. know, we've, we've doubled our expenditure in local authorities over the last 10 years. We certainly haven't seen performance improvement commensurate with the investment. You know, so it kind of pisses me off. And mm. when you've got strong evidence of how they've made performance worse and so on and so forth, then I think the right thing to do is put it out there. And if you do put it out there through books, through you know talking to journalists, articles, all the rest of it, then it kind of follows that some you know some people think, well, you must be the devil, and they'll mm. never talk to you. Um, and other people think, well, maybe he's got a point. Maybe we will just listen to what he's got to say, and so you get more speaking engagement. Yeah. So you've kind of in some ways had a polarising effect on on potential clients, the ones who are already aligned and who the people who want to do ISO 9000 or, or whatever. Um, of of stayed away from you, I guess, but people who've, who've been more open to hearing other thinking, you, you've then had a kind of leading position with them. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard yes, to know. that you've got no control to, to check you, against you. Yeah. If you take a strong position that's antagonistic to the status quo, then you're bound to get some enemies. Hmm. And in fact, you know, I've, I've taken, I've been very critical of lean. Um, you know, I mean, these bloody people who don't get lean, they, 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 they tell you that the Toyota, this Toyota tool set is universal. So it's an absurd idea, stupid idea. Uh, and I talk about, I write a lot of articles about what a bad idea that is and how all these lean programs fail and how they hoodwink managers and all the rest of it. Um, so I've now got, you know, I hate seven sites uh, <laughs> developed by the lean freaks. Oh. Well, you know, shit happens, doesn't it? Do I care? Not really. <laughs> and you, your business seems to have done pretty well, um, irrespective of that. <laughs> irrespective of that. <laughs> now, my business grows, Ian, because it works. Yeah. You know, when when you change an organisation from a command and control, you know, conventional design to a systems design, uh, you don't just get a massive leap in customer service. You get you drive out lots of cost. So you get a massive improvement in efficiency. Uh, you get an incredible trans transformation in morale. I often tell people culture change is free because y your people's behaviour is a product of your system. Change your system. Um, you know, and you can't argue with the evidence. Mm. Um, and so you know, that's why it grows because it works. Mm. So really, you t would you say that your main marketing approach in quotes has been just the delivery of results and uh, and people finding out about that? Uh, kind of, but if you look at the stuff that I do on the web, it's yeah. deliberately educational. Mm. You know, when, you, when you find Vanguard on the web, you don't find Vanguard saying, uh, look how clever we are, look at the results our clients get, these are all the clients we work for, which is sort yeah. of standard consulting mm. stuff. Uh, all the stuff on the Vanguard site is educational. Mm. Uh, I want, you know, my, my purpose in life is to help people change the way they think about managing service organizations. And so, you know, they, they're not going to get that in one go because a lot of it's counterintuitive. So a lot of the stuff that I put up on the web is designed to make them curious. Right. To put out some ideas for them to, you know, to kind of scratch their head a little and uh, read some more, look at their own organizations, think a bit. Um, so that's that's what we put out on the web. Okay, you know, so... so of, sorry, carry on. So, we, so in terms of a marketing strategy, it's kind of... You know, it begins with curiosity, and then when they start to engage, curiosity starts to move towards understanding. When they get, when they start to understand, then they tend to engage us, so mm. they get it right.
Yeah, so so there's a couple of things going on there. I think one one is you you're targeting in in a sense people in the early stages of their thinking. So you're not you know you haven't got your website isn't you know this is our solution by us for people who've already decided they want a certain thing. You, you're you're capturing people as they're exploring in the early stages of how can we improve our service organisation, and you're educating them on the ways in which they can do that, so that downstream it's a nurture process and downstream. You become the obvious choice. That's correct. Well, uh, well, obvious choice. I'll come back to that. I mean, I think what's important about my strategy is it's pull, not push. Mm. And it has to be pull because if you're a manager and you're going to change your thinking, you've got to want to change your thinking. Yeah. You can't do change your thinking by push. However, you know, if I've made a mistake, it was calling it systems thinking. Right. Uh, you know, because not only do I get a lot of flack from people who say I'm not a proper systems thinker, which I can put up with, I don't care about that, uh, but I've, I've created a market. You know, 10 years ago, no one talked about systems yeah. in service organizations. Now it's all over the place. And loads of people who don't do what I do uh, can easily jump under the label. And label it what they're doing. Say, yeah. yeah, we do systems thinking. Um, and they don't. Uh, they simply don't. Most, most of what they provide is training and projects, which would always fail. Um, what we provide is helping a manager actually study their organization as a system and then redesign it. Uh, it takes me a couple of years to train a competent expert to do that. Um, right. You know, so that's the downside of choosing a label that's generic. It's um, become easier for people to to, to um, hide under that label, um, doing something, doing right. what they were always were doing, but, but rebadging it, really. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So you get all kinds of junk uh, called system thinking. And so what I mean, so what I've been doing over the last year is sort of migrating that message um, to our method, which of course is the Vanguard method. So right. you see a lot of our marketing materials, or, or well, not really marketing materials, but messages that we put out on yeah. the websites and all that kind of thing. He's talking about the Vanguard method. Right. Okay, so you're almost you're branding in a, in a sense the the method to differentiate it from from I was going to say generic systems thinking, but you, but who knows what systems thinking is in terms of what other well, people are right. doing for it? Yeah, it's, it was a mistake to give it a general label. Right. But hey ho. That's well, learn, yeah. You? You, you live and learn. You live and learn. So 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 if if uh, if you were to advise a consultant kind of starting out today, and I don't mean someone first starting out in consulting, not not doing anything, but someone who's an experienced consultant but is looking for that that kind of leap to 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 gaining to essentially to gaining expert status being known and having people coming to them rather than them continually uh, having to knock on, on on people's doors, what would your advice for them be where Where should they start? Well, I think the first and most important thing is you've got to be good at something. Hmm. You, know, you know the 10,000 hours. Indeed, yes. You know, uh, I, I'm a great believer in that. Hmm. Um, you can't pretend, you know, one of the problems with the web is that, you know, um, it, 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 I mean, this is the problem I've got with systems thinking, you know, complete no-hopers can look the same as real experts. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you get found out and you don't get rehired. I think the most important thing for any consultant is to be really good at something choose something. I mean, mm. I, you know, it, in my early part of my career, I chose to focus on something and, and really develop expertise. And so I, naturally, I give that advice to others. That's the thing that matters. I mean, the truth of the matter is that pretty well for all consulting firms, um, it's, uh, you know, the work comes from uh, people you've worked for, uh, word of mouth, people they know, um, and your reputation gets built from your results. Mm. Um, there's, there's no quick 
an easy fix. Uh, and as I was saying earlier, if you use push as a strategy, uh, you're out there with the crowd. Yeah. Um, if you get really good at something, you can use pull as a strategy, and you're not you're not in the crowd. Yeah, and then people are coming to you. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much, John. That's been really useful. Um, if if uh, anyone listening to this podcast wants to find out more about you, see what you do and what Vanguard does, um, where should they go? Ask any 10-year-old to Google me, Ian. <laughs> so it's S-E-D-D-O-N? That's the one. <laughs> as long as they can spell your name, they should be able to find you. <laughs> one of the advantages of having a pull strategy is you're easily found, I guess. Indeed. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Me, there must be something wrong with your computer. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's been hacked by one of those uh, those lean uh, organisations trying to. <laughs> Thank you very maybe. much, John. It's been a real pleasure. My Thank pleasure. you. Cheers. Okay,